Hey there, and welcome to the Marshmallows and Money Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Zachariah. I'm a wife and mom of two, a personal finance educator, and a debt-free money-saving ninja. I'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford the life you want. So I'm breaking down dense money topics and translating them into easy-to-digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode. Grab a coffee or beverage, and let's chat about money. Today, we're talking about embracing financial change and breaking through that discomfort of the new money habits that we're trying to acquire. Now, before we get started, let's talk about change for just a sec. Change hurts. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Change is hard and it breaks down barriers that you've been holding up for a long time. It's uncomfortable. It's new. It's not part of our normal just yet. And it requires a new mindset and a new set of behaviors. So usually the cycle goes like this. We decide to change. We set goals. We work on some new behaviors. But then it gets hard and we quit or we end up postponing the journey. Our intent is there. Our need for change is there. And we know that we want to change. But sometimes it just gets too hard and we don't know how to move forward. Here's what you do know. You know what you want your life to look like. You know that you're tired of the status quo, and you also know how much power you have. You know you can do hard things. So change is going to be inevitable if you want to move past this current status quo and move to a place that has more financial freedom and security. So the question becomes, how do we break through that discomfort to move forward? Here are some steps you can take that will help break through that barrier of discomfort. Step one is to write down your short-term goals. Short-term as in this month. We are not talking about short-term as in year 2021 or in the next five years. No, we're talking about very, very short-term. This month, what goal can you accomplish realistically within the next 30 days? When you think on a smaller scale, even just temporarily, it helps you break down bigger milestones into smaller attainable goals, which makes it a little easier for you to create steps to get there and you eliminate the overwhelm. Step two, write down one to three new behaviors that you're going to work on this week. Not this month, but this current week in the next seven days. Keep them really simple. For instance, maybe I want to work on my grocery budget. So I check in with my budget five minutes a day every single morning just to make sure that my grocery budget is intact and all of my other budget categories look good compared to how I'm spending my money. And then maybe I write down my grocery shopping list every single week. So this week, I'm going to start making sure that I write my list before I go shopping. And then maybe my third behavior is that I plan out five simple dinners to make at home. And they don't have to be elaborate dinners. They don't have to be made from scratch dinners. They could be semi-homemade, but they're still at home and I'm feeding my family well without having to resort to takeout. Those could be three simple new behaviors that are going to help support my new goal of trying to stay within my grocery budget. Step three is decluttering your space. You're probably thinking, Gina, what in the world does decluttering my space have to do with my finances? Let me explain. Your life and your home really do 
directly connect with your finances. So if your space is cluttered, more than likely you will be making decisions to spend money when you really don't have to. Let me give you an example. For me personally, I have to reset my kitchen every night. If I don't, I am more likely to eat takeout. And so knowing that, I plan ahead by making sure that my kitchen is clean, my sinks are empty, and my counters are wiped down. Waking up in the morning knowing that my kitchen is ready for me to cook in it means that I can come home and make a meal easier because my mental block is gone. I'm taking away the barrier that my kitchen is dirty. That happens for every space. So when you're decluttering your space, you're going to realize some things. You're going to realize how much you already have And you're more than likely not going to rebuy things that you already own. You'll also realize how much you don't need, which means you'll probably pause before making a purchase. You'll also be blessing someone with something that you no longer need, but they might. And more than that, you'll be freeing up physical and mental space for yourself. Like it or not, our space or lack thereof can really affect our peace. And our peace really affects our urge to spend. Step four, create more barriers to entry. What? We're usually trying to break down barriers. So what is this about? Here it is. When you have barriers to entry for purchases, making it more difficult for you to make a purchase, which tends to make you stop for a second and even rethink your purchase before you make it. You can remove things like purchasing apps or limit your social media or even remove your payment methods off of your phone. We recently did a 30-day challenge with our group and this was back in October and November of 2020. It was the most eye-opening 30-day challenge. Every day of the challenge, there was a small, tiny task to do with our money that helped us save more money and helped us prevent more spending. And what was so cool about it was I was doing it with them. And one of the days we were asked to remove our purchasing apps. Well, I always have my Amazon app right on my phone and I was forced to take it down. And in my mind, I said, okay, it's a 30-day challenge. The rule is that if you want anything back after 30 days, you're absolutely free to put it back on. So in my mind, I'm going to put Amazon right back on after these 30 days, but I'm going to give myself these 30 days to really try my best not to go on Amazon through the app. And I removed it reluctantly. Something magical happened. I, to this day, and we're in January 2021, I have not put the Amazon app back on my phone. I realized I don't need it. Somehow, my mental state made me think that I needed the app on my phone, that that was the only way that I can purchase things on Amazon. Incorrect, of course. But sometimes we put these crutches on and we hold on to them thinking this is the only way we can function. And it really simply is not true. I, during that time, was able to save hundreds of dollars not spending money on Amazon because Amazon made it so simple for me to just click and buy things I was spending more money than I needed to, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. It wasn't until I started having the urge to want to spend money on Amazon, and I'm looking for the app and be like, oh yeah, I don't have the app on my phone anymore. Now I have to physically go into the website. 
And that happened a couple of times. And then I realized this is kind of inconvenient. And when I stopped doing that, my purchase amounts started to really go down. And I saved hundreds of dollars within those 30 days. Honestly, it's a magical thing when you just break away from your everyday habits and try something new. So limiting your purchasing apps on your phone or limiting social media consumption, maybe putting on like a an app limit of maybe an hour or two hours per day instead of it being just open and free will help you save more money and spend less. Step five is embracing the slow. I know these steps sound so out of context, like it doesn't make sense. Why are we embracing the slow? Everybody wants to get out of debt faster, save more money, buy that house tomorrow. I get it. It is so easy with our busy lives to want to do everything so quickly. And success comes with this like targeted time frame, which is crazy to me. But I urge you to embrace the slow. Taking things slow helps behaviors actually sink in for the long run. It eliminates the overwhelm because you're not trying to do too many things all at once. And it helps you adjust to the changes. Just like even with a diet and when you incorporate things at a slower pace, your body is able to get used to those changes and make them into a norm. It's the same thing with our money. So if you embrace the slow, you're actually able to adjust better to your budget, to your savings plan, to your automation strategies, to your systems in general, and it makes it easier for you to sustain them in the long run. Here's the thing. All of these steps will help you embrace the change and get out of that discomfort phase. But you have to take them with an open mind. You have to put in the commitment to want to change for the better. Your finances are completely in your control, but you have the power to make them and transform them into what you want them to be so that you can afford the things that matter in your life. I hope you take the opportunity today to try out these steps and implement them into your new systems and see how far you go with your finances. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours. So make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.